When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Gil, this episode is sponsored by CISO. They're a brand new sponsor of ours. Yeah. And we're okay, happy to have them. don't call me Gil. Sorry. That implies friendship. <laughs> I, don't, I, I apologize. Really, and I don't like you. <laughs> Comedy Gil is experienced. Gilbert is experiencing a serious renaissance Mr. right now. Godfrey, Mr. Godfrey. Mr. Godfrey. Did you know that? And CISO is a comedy streaming service that's tailor-made for comedy lovers and nerds. That might include us. No, no, we're too cool. With thousands of hours of the best comedy, 24-7, 365. You go to CISO.com and stream for free today. No credit card needed. Our show is coming from Madison Square Garden. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm Gilbert Gottfried, and this is Gilbert Gottfried's amazing, colossal podcast with my co-host, Frank Santo Padre, and on uh, piano. <laughs> I'm Joe McGinty. Joe McGinty. Yeah. <laughs> And this is our, I think, 100th episode. 100. What yeah. happened? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Seems uh, like yesterday we were in a pizzeria and you were you were abandoning that, the idea. Yes. <laughs> yes. This is true. We, uh, I'm not going to say the guy's name, uh, but we tried to interview him. And then afterwards, we thought, well, can we cut that part and that part and that? <laughs> and then after a while, we were sitting in a pizzeria, and I said, you know, we we tried. And uh, I don't think this podcast is a good idea. And here we are. Yeah. A hundred episodes later, and it feels like we've done 500. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, you know, working with you, it yeah, feels like even a thousand can I read some credits to thank some people who okay. made this possible before we start? Uh, Mike McPadden is here, our, our, our social media guru. Mike McBeardo. Darren Foster, our other social media maven. Paul Rayburn, our researcher, is not here, but he's indispensable. Jessica Wynn, our photographer. The, our engineer, Frank Verderosa. Where are you, Frankie? Right there at Nutmeg. We want to thank all the people at Nutmeg. And I'll go quickly to all the people who've made 100 shows possible. John Bradley Seals, our web designer, Wade Snook, Brendan Bliss, who is here somewhere. 
You'll be hearing more about him in the near future. Gene Beretta, Ryan Dillon, and Mark Gale, who you'll also be hearing about when we put something cool up on, on social media soon. Neil Berkeley, Alex Brazell is here. Andrea Simmons, uh, John Murray, Glenn Schwartz. We want to thank all the people who've helped us book guests. Jeff Abraham, uh, Stuart Hirsch, Danny Duraney, Matt Beckoff, Ryan Levy, Kathy Schaefer, Paul's wife, Cliff Nesteroff, Alan Zweibel, and Bobby Slayton, who is here in the sound booth. Mr. Slayton, former guest. Quickly, I'll get through this. We want to thank everybody at Sideshow Network, our partners, Rodney, Sean Marrick, uh, Heather, Maria, Andrew, and Andrew, uh, Brian Sussman, Andrew Byrne, Andrew Stephen, and Brian Sussman, everybody here at Sirius who made this possible, uh, Don Wicklin and Eric Erock, Nagel, um, and uh, the fabulous Joe McGinty on keyboards. We already did. I want to thank my wife for making this, uh, for putting up with a lot over the last two years. And, of course, always last but not least, the person who had this idea originally, Dara Gottfried. Thank you, Dara. So we got our thank yous out of the way. Yes. What do you think? And, uh, well, I I would just like to say uh, I'm not going to tell Mr. Skin or anyone here whether or not I I ever uh, jerked off to that site. (laughs) I'm just keeping that a secret. We should point. Yeah. Out, <laughs> we should point out that for the hundredth uh, episode, we decided to do something different. Yes. So we do not. Have we a- want to make it entertaining this time. <laughs> yeah. See. <laughs> so we don't have a big time uh, celebrity guest this week. Although two ex guests are in the house, Mr. Skin, Jim McBride, and Bobby Slayton are here. So we thought we would um, talk to our listeners and our fans. And, I mean, we get hundreds and hundreds of tweets and Facebook messages, and I thought this would be an opportunity to to hear them out. We we get dozens of tweets (laughs) over the years. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. We we hope that we have some phone calls, and also we have a live audience here. We're at SiriusXM, which I don't think we said. Yeah. Um, it's the only way I'm allowed in at Sirius nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sad. Um, so we're we're going to take some questions from both our live studio audience. I guess we've got about fifty people, forty people here, and we're going to take some questions from you guys, callers. Uh, do we have any callers, Eric Nagel? This is going to be so embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nice touch. (laughs) Could uh, you do like a phony voice and and talk to us? Say you're from Ohio. Okay, no calls yet. No calls yet. (laughs) Now, wait a minute. Nagel told me that there were 15 callers before we came into this room. What happened? Now... Now, I, I want you to know, before this started, we were having a discussion on should we have previous guests call in? And we said, no, that's going to take up too much time. And because there'll be the so many, there'll be a deluge of callers calling into this show. And um, why don't we do this then? <laughs> I'm like I'm a, a fundraiser. Why don't we go on out in the street? <laughs> yes. We're going to go out in the street? Yeah, we'll go out in the street, street and beg. Hey, Steve. Ch- yes. Why don't we take some questions from the nice people in the room, and then we'll wait, <laughs> we'll wait for a call to kick in. 
All right. So help us out here, nice folks. People in the room, fans of the podcast, we feel so supported. Don't you feel supported? <laughs> yes. All these people yes. in the room. I, it doesn't bother me at all that not one human being <laughs> in this country or Australia is calling. It might be a technical issue. Let's start with this gentleman right here. Brendan. Maybe what's the most irritated you've been with Gilbert during an episode? <laughs> this moment. <laughs> Do you know the edit, the episode that required the most edits? I'll bet you can guess. Oh. Bet Darren knows. Oh, wait. There were a few. That... In 100 episodes, who do you think went farthest off the rails? Oh. Any that... guesses? Yeah. Oh, God. That is correct. We... Frank Ferdorosa. <laughs> Gary Busey episode. Oh, 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 yes. <laughs> that... Which would come as a shock <laughs> to a lot of people. That Gary Busey. Uh, Gary, the average episode, thank you, Don, the average episode requires some, anywhere between five to ten edits. So, you know, there, there'll be audio problems. Gilbert will say something that Dara will call me and say, please save him from himself <laughs> and, t- and take that out of the show. But Gary Busey was something like 29 edits because he was just... My favorite part of that show, by the way, was I was on... Uh, that was the first one we did where Gilbert was oh, live in the room yes. in L.A. And I, I was sick in yeah. New York. And I was on the phone. <laughs> And Gary Busey said, I don't know you, but you sound like a, a little girl wearing a child's wig. <laughs> and I don't know what that means to this day. We have someone on the line. Oh, my God. Do you know this name? Oh, wait. Gino Salamone. Oh, yes. Is on the line. Gino, are you there? <laughs> oh, well, this is going well. Hello. Gino. Oh, yes. Hi, fellas. Hi, buddy. Gino's calling from Milwaukee. How did I know that? You are unbelievable. Yeah, that's me. I want to tell you how this podcast has ruined my life. Go ahead. (laughs) You're on the air, buddy. Okay, I understand. Late at night, if I've had a rough day, I will go to YouTube and look at old Jack Frost. (laughs) (laughs) We'll explain what that is. That's the Bob Hope video, and Gilbert and I had talked about this. When Bob was near the end of his life, his voice was really high. Yeah, it, it like, see, Bob Hope used to be like, hey, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. And that, that when he became older, uh, then in frail, it was like, hey, how about that Brooksheen? Huh? She's up now. He turned into Rocky the Flying Squirrel. Oh, yeah. yeah. Gino, I'm just going to take a moment to tell anybody that doesn't know, uh, that isn't familiar with what you're talking about, you have to go to YouTube and look at this Bob Hope special. It was one of the last ones when Bob was losing it. It was like you'll swear when you watch it that Bob Hope had already been dead for 10 years. (laughs) And he's dressed as Jack Frost. Yeah, with a little stringy white beard and an elf costume and a pointed hat. And icicles dangling off of his face and And, eyebrows. Truly painful. You could see he doesn't know his own name. And and but what uh, the only idea I have of watching this, it, Dolores, his wife Dolores is in it, and I think this was her revenge for all the times he <laughs> fucked around on her. <laughs> that was it. That was her yeah. plot to put yes. him in a Jack Frost yeah. book costume and put him on national television. You got to see it, Gino. What else, buddy? Okay, one more thing too. I, I've known Gilbert many years. I never knew how much he loved to sing. And Larry Ragland, a comedian I'd never heard of, the dummy in the window. 
<laughs> okay, Gino. We'll let him. We'll, let's, let's have a few lines. Thank you, buddy. Do you take requests? <laughs> Tell oh, little dummy oh, in the window. Okay. Joe, Joe, you'll have to wing this one. Okay. <laughs> you don't know dummy in the window? <laughs> what, Should what, I give us some context? What, what kind of a musician are you? Do you want to explain dummy in the window? Uh, that they, There used to be this comedian around the clubs uh, named Larry Raglan. He used to sing this on stage. <clears throat> and it went a little something like this. <laughs> Today I thought I saw a dummy in the window. <laughs> I looked and it was you <laughs> wearing a new dress as usual, trying to look your best impossible. Cause with you, it's not really what you wear. Why don't you wash your face? It's a disgrace. Today. All right, I think we got the. Thank you, Gino Salomon. <laughs> I have, a, I have a feeling there's got to be a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of singing in this episode. I'm told Rich in Pennsylvania is yeah. on line one. Rich, are you with us? Yes, I am. Hi, guys. Long time caller, first time listener. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's one in every crowd. Yeah. What's up, Rich? Okay. Well, I was listening to the Pat Cooper episode last week, and I really had to wonder: Did you guys have paramedics standing on by? <laughs> An aneurysm, some kind of ism. Were the paramedics yeah, uh, standing yeah, by for the uh, for the yeah, Pat the Cooper? Yeah, the Pat episode. Cooper. That was that was a great one. Yeah. Uh, and and I think Pat Cooper. He said to me, he said, "Why don't you give it up? You should have given it up after the game show. <laughs> Why are you still doing this shit for?" <laughs> Well, we should explain, too, that we uh, we were trying to get Jack Carter on the show, who was the angriest person in the world, the angriest, certainly the angriest comedian in the world, and he died after we booked him. And I said to Gilbert, we really wanted him to come on the show and rant and rave. And then I said, boy, what about Pat Cooper? That would be a good fallback position. Oh, uh, yeah. Somebody, somebody yeah. that, as, know, as far as someone who, who really doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, and which he's a plug-and-play guest. I don't think, I think we didn't talk yeah. pretty much yeah. in that episode. That, that was pretty much, we were sitting there in the room with him. Yeah. And, and he just rambles on. He's pissed off about stuff that happened in 1957. <laughs> <laughs> he, is, he is not letting it go. But we we loved him. I mean, you think would he come and, out of the hospital for yeah. us? Oh yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> he, was, he, he, he right went back right in? back. And and I think he said something like, uh, 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 "Oh, he was talking about Ed Sullivan, right?" And he said, "I think he said a panda taking a shit is funnier than Ed." That's Sullivan. That's what he said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Rich. Uh, Thanks he, for the call. Did you have something else about Pat Here's Cooper? Another hundred. Oh, what? Thank you, buddy. Oh, we appreciate thank it. Thank you. Uh, Take care. Thank you. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Uh, Andrew in Chicago, are you there? Yes, I'm here. How are you guys doing? We're doing well, Andrew. We're trying to save this from uh, being a hot mess. What do you got? Oh, Gilbert, I want to know, have you ever heard the Paul Lynn story from 
when Paul Lynn was on an airplane. Oh, I don't do think you know I the know Paul Lynn airplane story. All right, this is what it is, and it, this is going to get really blue, actually. Uh, I think Gilbert could like this. Um, it's basically Paul Lynn was on an airplane, and um, there was a young infant behind him that was screaming ballistically, and so Paul Lynn turns around and looks at the mother and says, Hey, either you shut that child up or I'm going to fuck it. <laughs> That's the story. You don't know that story. No, but I'm going to keep telling it like I was there. <laughs> uh, and, and we just recently... <laughs> we just recently interviewed uh, uh, the original host of Hollywood Squares, Peter Marshall. Yeah, he's 90 and sharp, yeah. Yeah, totally sharp. And and I asked him. He, I think he was there when uh, Paul. Uh, okay, here's the story the way I heard it. <laughs> Raise your uh, hand if you've never heard the Paul Lynn story on the show. The, the Paul Lynn story <laughs> was they were going into the Gold Digger Dancers dressing room. That's uh, Dean Martin's Gold Digger Dancers, <laughs> and and Paul Lynn said. This place smells like cunt, I think. <laughs> and I asked Peter Marshall, and he corrected me. Yes. Peter Marshall a corrected version said of this. very seriously, no, he didn't say cunt. He said pussy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... This is an educational show. It is an educational show. He took it very seriously. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. Thanks for the call. Hey, I have one more question, if you guys don't mind. Go quick. Um, so, Gilbert, is there any way we could hear the Alan Thicke theme song, uh, Thick of the Night? Is there any song? way? Okay. <laughs> you listen to the show? As done by Old Groucho. Oh, son oh my God! Oh, you put a wrinkle in it. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Well, this, uh, thanks this, for the call, believe Andrew. Believe it or not, this is the first time I've tried this one. <laughs> oh, mother's road leaves a light on. I'm on the road to rise. Everyone needs a dream to hold on. I wanna make it on my own, running in the second night under the city light, running in the second night. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, that's not a dry seat in the house. Thank you, Andrew. Your sport. That was the thick of the night theme sung by. 80-year-old, 85-year-old, <laughs> enfeebled Groucho Marx. Uh, Don or Dan? Is this Dan in Baltimore? He gave up. Dan is gone. See, there's Dan in Baltimore <laughs> hung up. You, you lost him. <laughs> you lost him with the Paul Lynn story. <laughs> he, that Dan was the baby in the airplane. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me see what else I have on the list. Is Gene Beretta there? Gene, are you there? 
Yeah, can you hear me? Hey, buddy, how are yes. you? Hi. Good. How are you guys? We're good. We should explain. Gene is someone who did a, a, a <laughs> he did an illustration for Gilbert as a gift that you have on your uh, on yes. your dresser and your. Yes, lo- I don't know if I've ever told this story. <laughs> uh, but uh, for the first time, let's see if I remember it. <laughs> Uh, there was an actor, Cesar Romero, and Cesar Romero uh, was a Latin lover, but in real life was actually gay. And uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> and hang on, Gina, we'll what, get to you. What he was into more than anything else was gathering up a bunch of his boy toys pulling his pants and underwear down, bending over, and having them throw orange wedges at his ass. And I don't know how, what day he woke up and said, hey, you know what would feel really good? (laughs) Having orange wedges thrown at my ass. Now, some argue that it was tangerine. There was no one arguing ever that it didn't happen. It's just a matter of what, what citrus fruit. Well, some dilettantes say it was clementines. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some say yeah. it was entire grapefruits. <laughs> <laughs> so Gene, who's on the phone, did it, who's a, a children's book author and illustrator, did a lovely rendering yes. of Cesar Romero in Joker makeup. <laughs> there we go. Thank you, Joe McGinty. <laughs> Throwing uh, the uh, the oranges in question at Caesar's uh, tush. Anton in New Jersey, line two. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? Hi. And I lose that, use that term loosely. I have here Vincent Price with some trivia questions for you. Oh, fuck. Now, these, are, these are not questions about Vincent Price. This is Vincent Price asking questions. Would you like to field a oh, couple? Oh, wait a minute. Is this from that electronic board game, where the, the Vincent Price trivia thing from the 70s? 1980. 1980. put out a game called the Omni Electronic Entertainment System. Right. With a cart called Vincent Price TV and Movie Trivia. Yeah. I've got a couple here. This, like this before you go on, this rem- there was an episode of The Simpsons uh, where they brought out, like, some kind of magic kit, and uh, Lisa goes... Oh, this must be good. Vincent Price wouldn't lend his name to anything. <laughs> Fantastic. I, I know this, this game you're talking about. Okay, hit us, Anton. We'll give it our best shot. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a softball one, all right? Go ahead. This is in I Vincent Price's voice, work. right? Oh, That's great. <laughs> Fantastic. Work, all right, hold on. Go, buddy. All right, here we go. Softball. Who played the part of the Joker in the TV series? <laughs> One, Frank Gorshin. Two, Vincent Price. Three, Cesar Romero. Four, none of the above. I I Were throw you? my hands up on this one. I I don't know. I'm Were you able sorry. to hear it? Good. I'm yeah. a little embarrassed. Right. We're stumped. Uh, yeah. We're <laughs> stumped. Hold Vin- on, Vince, Vincent Price was Egghead. On the Batman series, and choice Frank one, Frank Orson was, of Riddler. course, the Riddler. And everybody in this room knows that. Or they wouldn't be here. <laughs> and who was John Astin again? He was the replacement Riddler. Oh, well, when it was... Oh, oh God, yeah. that's when they didn't, right. When they didn't hit Orson's number. Oh. <laughs> what that's... else you got for us, Anton? Uh, I got a little question about laughing. Would you like to hear that? Laughing. Okay. A laughing question. Go. 
I'm laughing. All right, here we go. Hold on. True or false, many popular sayings came out of the sketches in Lachin. Who comes to judge? That was one of the phrases. <laughs> that was now, true. was that a popular phrase, true or false? I think that's yes. Right. yes, it was pig meat market. Yes. Right. And, and originally... They would have Sammy Davis Jr. Correct. doing that. In the powdered wig. And then they actually found Pigmeat Mark. That's correct. And had him on. Yeah, but it, they, there's something so wonderfully racist about <laughs> Vincent Price going, and he would go, here come the Jews. <laughs> Thank you, Anton. That was fun. We talked to Vincent Price's daughter, by the way. We had yes. her on the show. Yeah, Victoria. Whoops, Victoria Price. Uh, what do we got here? Mike, can this be true? Michael in Japan? Oh. Yes, that's... Uh, are they still <laughs> angry? <laughs> well, I never tell anyone what I'm to. It was a fucking joke! <laughs> All is forgiven, Michael. Um, well, maybe... <laughs> I do know where there's an Aflac stand in one of the local uh, local department stores. <laughs> what What is the question you have for us, sir? And uh, you oh, really oh, listening to the show in Japan? Yes, That's... I downloaded uh, every week, twice a week, actually. You flatter yeah, us. Your, your English is getting very good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thank you very much. Um, no, my question is this: you, you talk about all the uh, older shows and movies you like. Is there anything in the past ten or fifteen years that's really wowed you? Like, um, recently you talked about detective shows. Well, today detective shows have their individual episodes, but then they'll also have an overarching season-long story arc. Uh, do you follow any shows like that, and what do you think of that kind of uh, format? You don't watch television. I, no, no, I can't follow. Like, there are only shows that are popular now and I ha where I haven't seen one episode of. Uh-huh. And you, you wear that as a badge of honor, yes, don't you? Yes, yes. <laughs> that I'm totally uninformed. I, I sort of like the first season of True Detective. Not everybody did. My wife and I liked it. But does that... Does that uh... there, there was that... Okay. Yep. There was that girl. I'll, I'll bring this to Mr. Skin. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah. Mr. Skin is in the audience. Yeah. Jim McBride, one of our previous yeah. guests. Yeah. She, I, I saw that clip. That yeah. was good. What, <laughs> what was easier, that question or the Cesar Romero? <laughs> he, was, he was on that fast. Thank you, Michael. Thanks for your question. And thanks for listening all the way in Japan. I re and I recommend it to people all the time. We they appreciate that. What I'm yeah, saying, and, and do they say, oh, fuck him? <laughs> <laughs> well, no more than anyone in America would. <laughs> Wait. I took a moment to go through 100 episodes this week and list some of... This mic's getting away from me. And list some of the songs, and this is a partial yes. list. Some of the songs that you've favored us with well i wasn't really ready but uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a, this is a partial list uh the lords of flatbush theme the cinderella liberty theme yes. which you sang to paul williams that's a household hit bang the drum slowly this is one of my favorites the the music from the movie zapped with scott Bayo. yes thank you you sang the rainbow connection and the phantom of the paradise theme to paul williams oh yes you sang the life and times of judge roy bean theme to a uh Reluctant Bobby Slayton. 
you slant, you sang the man who shot Liberty Valance and Town Without Pity with Paul Schaefer. Yes. You sang uh, the theme from B- Foul Play to a very stunned Chevy Chase. Yeah. <laughs> Dummy in the window. We already yeah. talked about. You did theme songs from F Troop, Car Fifty Four, Thick of the Night. Uh, Underdog with Bob Costas. Oh, yes. That was a highlight. Uh, Roger Ramjet, Captain Nice, and the 430 movie, the Burt Bacharach, uh, to name a few. And you tried to sing Walk Away with uh, Renee with Michael McKeon. Uh, Yeah, but I I think he was intimidated by my singing voice. And, of course, the highlight of 100 episodes, the musical highlight, your duets with Dick Van Dyke. Oh, my God. God. Put on a happy face and supercalifragilistic. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dick Van Dyke and I sang two duets together. That was great. That that was that was an amazing A career one. highlight for you? Uh yeah. When, but when you consider my career, it's not <laughs> saying a hell of a lot. <laughs> if, if we have time we'll come back and sing one of these. Getting booked at Giggles in Long Island is a career highlight for me. I- <laughs> Anyway, that's just a partial list of some of Gilbert's, uh, some of the tunes that he's warbled on the show. Wow, all these people are calling. And we, uh, I think it was um, the guy whose name I still can't pronounce. Greg Evigan. Yes. Yeah. And, you, call, you almost called him the, Glenn Evigan. Yes, on the show. yes. I I was about to say, well, thank you, and uh, Frank saw the shape my mouth was taking, so he wrote down Greg <laughs> on a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah, and he had worked with this uh, uh, David Pomerantz. David Pomerantz, yeah, who had written two, at least two of the songs from Zap. Did we stump you with that one, Joe? You got yeah, the the, the songs from Zap? They're not in your repertoire, your regular some, repertoire. Uh, Oh, want to do a little bit of Phantom of the Paradise? Okay. Okay. Oh, uh, let, let's see. Okay. Or Rainbow Connection? Oh. Well, let's do the Rainbow Connection. No. You, In honor of one have, of our... Do you have uh, 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 Nice to Be Around? Uh, that one I don't have. Some uh, Cinderella Liberty. Fuck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> What use are you? <laughs> Why don't you do a little bit of Rainbow Connection? Okay. Why? <laughs> Why are there so many songs about rainbows? And what's on the other side? Rainbows are visions. But only illusions Rainbows have nothing to hide So many people refuse to believe it I know they're wrong, wait and see Someday we'll find it the rainbow connection, the lovers, the dreamers, and me. Beautiful. <laughs> Paul Williams, ladies and gentlemen. Paul Williams. It's a beautiful thing. Do I, we have another call? You know, in oh. fact, that reminds me, Gino told me yeah. he, he, uh, he met uh, Paul Williams recently, yeah, and Paul Williams said, which should be on my tombstone, uh, he said, you know, 
Gilbert could be very inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I urge you to go back and listen to the Paul Williams episode, and you'll know right away what he's what he's referring to. I did. I did. On the Paul Williams episode, I did a bit that I had done way before I met Paul Williams, which was Paul Williams fucking Shirley Temple. And I, I did it on live with uh, Kelly Ripper. And, and it, was, it was real... <laughs> I missed that episode. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and and it went something like this. It was like, oh, 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 surely your pussy feels so good. Oh, thank you. Stop your dick in me, Mr. Williams. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yes. <laughs> It's too bad that show, The Copycats, isn't around anymore. <laughs> You'd be perfect for See, it. See, a lot of people originally thought it came from Rich Little. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, that was my... Thing. I don't think Paul's going to get over that trauma anytime soon <laughs> from that episode. Paul, we, we... I sang a duet of Nice to Be Around yes, with Paul from Cinderella Liberty. That was also... A, a movie worth checking out. Uh, Marsha Mason, James Conn. Do we have Dave... And Eli Wallach. And Eli Wallach. Do we have Dave from Chicago? Mr. E. Rock. Yeah, hi, hi, guys. How are you doing? Hey, Dave. How's it going? I, I wanted to ask Gilbert about his uh, infamous season on SNL. Uh, <laughs> what <such> season? <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Which season was that? Uh, I wanted to ask Gilbert, uh, what do you consider to be the worst episode from that season and why? Oh, that's a... Tough one. That was in the 1980, 1979 to 80 yeah, or 1980? 80 to 81. That was a horrible time to be on this show and a horrible season. And, well, I remember a few things. I remember I, I hated the writers. The writers hated me. So one time they wrote a funeral sketch where I was the body in the coffin. <laughs> And there was another episode. You talk about why you got to be careful with these premises. Uh, they had <laughs> David Carradine on uh -huh. the show. And they had written a bunch of things. And then they got the, the brainstorm that he had done that show, uh, Kung Fu. In the 70s, yeah. And in yeah. Kung Fu, he's one of those characters who wanders from village to village, yeah. getting involved in people's lives. So they said, wouldn't it be funny if he's that character throughout the whole show and he just wanders in to bits? <laughs> and when we were filming it, by by the first bit, by the first second he shows up, everybody was thinking, oh, fuck, this was a bad idea. <laughs> it's like the, and, that's the only SNL theme show oh, I, I, yes, I, I can think of yes. where they had one idea that it they ran through, through 90 minutes. It was a horrible idea. Yeah. And, <laughs> and this, you know, imagine like those bits, the sketches on SNL where it starts off and, you know, this one's going to suck. Now, uh, now that, uh, you know, like multiplied <laughs> by 10 right, sketches. Right. It was horrible. There's a fun video, actually, of you uh, uh, you and the, the original cast, Denny Dillon and Rocket and Eddie Murphy, with, with Bill Murray. 
in oh, the dressing yes. room where he's giving everybody the pep talk. And, and he and, leans over and gives you a little rub, a little lucky oh, rub yeah. on the head. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got, you got the fro. Oh, yes. It's very strange. Very and, strange and, to see. And I remember that's the one, like, Paul Schaefer oh, yeah. has said to me several times, he goes, you know... You know, Harry Shearer, Harry Shearer hates you. He he just totally, he hates you. And it's because on the show, in that bit, uh, uh, yeah, it's supposed to be uh, Bill Murray's giving us a pep talk. And first he says, introduce yourselves. So, like, Charlie Rocket comes on and says, well, I'm Charlie Rocket. I'm kind of like Chevy Chase. And uh, Joe Piscopo says, I'm Joe Piscopo. I'm kind of like uh, Dan Aykroyd. And and I said, uh, I'm Gilbert Gottfried. I'm kind of a mixture of John Belushi and that other guy who used to do imitations who nobody remembers. <laughs> And and Harry Shearer identified himself. <laughs> yeah, but Michael McKean said, if Harry Shearer hates you, you're in very, very good oh, company. Yes. <laughs> and, and not exclusive company either. Dave, thanks so much for the call and the question, buddy. Thank you very much. So a big thanks to our friend CISO for sponsoring today's show. Go to CISO.com to stream the original series, The UCB Show. Love UCB. Catch all eight episodes of Pure Sketch Comedy Gold featuring the comedy stars of tomorrow and your longtime UCB favorites, too. Remember, Mr. Gottfried, yes. CISO is only $3.99 a month, and it's ad-free. Ah, that's good. So try it now for free. <laughs> Join now. Believe me, and after another couple of commercials like this, our show will be ad-free. <laughs> Join now as a guest to get access to our extensive comedy collection. No credit card needed. Uh, I love that you can watch the entire Monty Python uh, uh, Library, Gilbert, including The Holy Grail, The Life of Brian, all the Flying Circus episodes. They're remastered into HD for the first time. The full Kids in the Hall catalog. Love the Kids in the Hall. We should get the Kids in the Hall on the show. Entirely remastered into HD for the first time. Plus, there's more. Every single episode of Saturday Night Live. Oh God! Even even the the one I was on, even the one you were on, the one I was on teaches you just how bad Saturday that, Night Live. Can that be. one may be a throw-in. Yeah, they may not yeah. be charging oh, anything that for was that a one. Bad one. And CISO is also releasing over forty new shows and stand-up specials from people like Cameron Esposito, our old friend Dan Harmon, the very funny Scott Ackerman, Jonah Ray, and more. CISO for yourself for free right now only at CISO.com. Gil. Yes, Mr. God. Sorry. Do we want to do a couple of questions in the room? Does anybody have anything? I feel like we're neglecting the room. The trusty Steve is here with a roaming mic. This gentleman, John, I'm going to introduce you, John. John Fotiadis. That's it. One of our loyal fans is here. I am. Architect extraordinaire. I'm a convert, that's for sure. Go ahead, John. Uh, uh, Groucho, why did you invade Iraq? (laughs) Because Chico... Needed the money. <laughs> Thank you, John. He's setting us up. We can travel everywhere with him. Ask me one other important question. Groucho, why did you create Al-Qaeda? Because Chico needed the money. <laughs> 
thank you, John, for the set for this the setup. This gentleman in the back. Identify yourself, sir. Hi there. I'm BJ. Hi, BJ. Are we any closer that, yeah. to getting a hold of Papillon Susu? You know, I don't know. Have you tried to call her? I think we tracked her down to London. Have we? Should we explain the whole Papillon Susu thing? Papillon Thanks. Susu was the girl in full metal jacket who goes, Me so horny. <laughs> Me rub you wrong time. Yeah. And oh, I, I got to find her. This is, Gilbert, this is Gilbert's idea of a great get yes. for the show. Yes. <laughs> but to me... Like a as, woman who had one line as, in a movie as, in 1988 and possibly doesn't speak English. Yeah, as, <laughs> as much as 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 much as like we'll always have Paris, <laughs> and I don't think we're yeah. in Kansas anymore. I mean, this is an immortal line. It really is. <laughs> Me so horny. Last we oh, checked, Phil Phil Silvers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, gonna, just to update BJ's question, just to give BJ an answer, we we did a little research into Papillon Susu, and she left the business, and I believe she's a chiropractor living in London. So if she if, the, if this hasn't gotten to her by now, maybe she'll come and talk to us. All right. Maybe so I can get adjusted long time. Maybe <laughs> she's on the want list. Should we do some more calls yes. to amuse the people in the booth, if nothing else? Alexander from Kentucky. Um, I was listening to the uh, Steve Cox episode uh, today. Oh, uh, yes. Let me help you. Yeah, the writer Steve Cox. Yes, yeah, Steve Cox. Who lived and, with um, Groucho. No, that's Steve Stolio. No, Steve Cox. Steve, Steve Cox, the entertainment writer. Episode, right, he's an entertainment yes. author. That was a very funny one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, with the Dueling Groucho's with Steve Stolio is one of my favorite episodes. That was a great but one. The writer Steve, but the writer Steve Cox, um, he, actually, he said that... Uh, 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 Jerry Lewis was the one with the glass top coffee table. I actually have a tape of Jerry Lewis under the glass coffee table getting shit on. Okay. Here, I'll switch it on now. <laughs> well, hi in the thing with the bison. Oh, oh, oh. Woohoo! With the thing and then, and then he goes, oh, oh. <laughs> Thank you, Alexander. Okay, do we have Tom in New York? I'm afraid of this one. Tom? Hey, guys. Uh, hey, guys. Hey. I've uh, heard a lot of podcasts in my life, but uh, this one, this one's the best. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know if Frank gets enough credit for being the backbone of the show, but uh, oh, you're amazing. sweet. You're sweet. You're going to uh, make people think I know you. <laughs> well, more importantly, you're the best Gilbert Wrangler out of anybody I've ever known. Yeah, that's how uh, he's listed in the credits. Yeah. <laughs> Gilbert Wrangler. I have a special skills on my resume. Gilbert Wrangler. Yeah. Uh, th thank you for the compliment. I wanted Tom. to ask you guys. Yeah. Uh, have you ever tried reaching out to Shecky Green again after that terrible phone call? Are we going to have Shecky back? We'd like to have Shecky back. Yeah, yeah, because, uh, yeah, for those who don't remember, Shecky walked out on a Friars thing that I was performing at, and he said he was offended <laughs> by the language, yeah. and he goes, I was in the Navy. I never heard language <laughs> like that before. <laughs> And, Barry was there. And he, he, I think he threw a punch at Freddie Roman. 
He tore up his Friars Club. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He tore up his membership. Or tried to, but didn't have the strength. Because it's laminated. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he got up and walked out, which surprises me in two ways. Number one, he could get up. And two, he could still walk. But, and Stewie Stone. <laughs> one of those moments where I'm happy to be in show business. <laughs> Stewie Stone said to me, Ah, oh, that Checky, he's a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Barry remembers it well. Yeah, well, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, not that Barry Doherty. We'll, uh, we'll try to get Checky back. I don't know, that's a tall order. But uh, the, you didn't enjoy the 12 minutes we had with him? When he was screaming at us? It didn't seem like he could hear the phone call at all, or he was pretending not to hear the phone call. Right. Do we have any others in the room before I go back to the phone? This gentleman right here. Hi, yes. Um, Mr. Gottfried, I, uh, I drew you as uh, Gilbert Stein's monster uh, somewhat recently. And uh, I just want to thank Mr. McFadden for... Uh, for posting that on Facebook, but uh, what did you draw? Us? Tell us. Uh, uh, it was um, Mr. Gottfried as uh, Gilbert Stein's monster, and uh, it was oh, a few I months saw that. ago. That was good. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> nice touch, Joe McGinty. But I also. What's your name, by the way? Michael Anthony. Hi, Sorry, Michael. Yes, and um, and, and can I say it's the only black person in the audience? <laughs> yes, I, uh, I just. I don't know if you can tell by the audio, but uh, we we have one Asian and one black. <laughs> So, so in this way, I can be like Don Rickles up here and going, oh, and the Chinese guy over there, he's saying this. Oh, and the black guy, he's in the back. Yeah. Yes, I, I am in the back. Beautiful. And, uh, What's your okay. question, Michael? Yeah, um, well, it's more of an apology. Uh, I, I also... think we should be apologizing. <laughs> yeah, to you. Right. It's got me sitting in the back, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I also ha just ha this is going to be awkward. But you can cut this out if you want. That's okay. But um, I, I also wrote the uh, review, a, a glowing review of the podcast for the Church of Satan, <laughs> and and. <laughs> I'm what sorry. You, you wrote a review of the podcast for the Church of Satan. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and I, I was on Facebook, and uh, apparently I forgot to mention you, Mr. Santo Padre. Oh, well, thank And it's you. not because your name is Holy Father. Yeah, well. <laughs> don't let that get in your way. Okay. But well, thank thanks so much. Thanks for the positive review in the Church of Satan <laughs> website. How did we miss the Church of Satan review? Yeah, I, I, that, that's who the show is produced by. <laughs> yeah, oh. This gentleman right Gilbert, here. Oh, in, Gary Krantz. Gilbert, in this political season, can you tell us about the time you met Jackie O? Oh, see, that's a whole bit. Okay. <laughs> Uh, you know, the people are setting up old bits from your yeah. act from the 80s. Yeah, this, this is kind of like when you go on uh, when on Leno, and he would go, you know, Tony, he read somewhere that uh, you were, you were, had a roller skating gorilla, and you were trapped in an elevator. With a roller I don't know where I heard it. Can you tell me a little tender man then? <laughs> Uh, yeah, years ago, <laughs> I, I was at a party, and I and Jackie Onassis was there, and I, I figured I wanted to play a little party game to help break the ice. So I went over to her, and I said, do you remember where you were? <laughs> <laughs> I, re 
remember. And and she just walked away. She's conceited. <laughs> Thanks, Gary. Oh, I oh. thought Barry was taking the show down. Mike yeah. McPadden has a question. Mike, lay it on us. Okay, definitive answer now. Yeah. Uh-oh. Monsters or Adam's family? Me, Monsters. Yeah. Oh, that's a tough one. Yeah, I never got into the Adams family. Wow. I don't know why. You know. I I mean I, I was always aware that uh John Aston was just doing a Groucho imitation He <laughs> was always like, Oh Morticia, you know, they would like Yeah, and I never I liked the Munsters. I always thought Alan Alder was doing a a Groucho impersonation Uh, on MASH. Yeah, a A lot. A little bit, or an homage. Yeah. That's a tough call, Mike. And a request. Can Hervé (laughs) Villachez sing goodbye from Phantom of the Paradise? Okay. (laughs) I don't know if I have that one. Okay. Do you know, Joe knows Phantom of the Paradise. I know some of them. All right. We'll we'll see. see. Give it your best shot. Okay. Or another Phantom Deej, oh, old souls. You know that one. <laughs> context when we say phantom, we know it's phantom. He doesn't have paradise. a key, Joe. All right, okay. <laughs> oh, Deej go short and then oh, no, I'm doing Paul Williams. Deej go short and the nights get cold. Some people get wise, you just get old, but you never listen anyway. That's the hell of it. <laughs> Good for nothing, bad in bed. Nobody loves you, you're better off dead. Goodbye, 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 goodbye. We all came to say goodbye. <laughs> Brilliant. If you like Gilbert's Sir Hervé Villachez impression, may I direct you to the Mario Cantone episode where <laughs> oh, yeah. Mario, uh, we did uh, when Harry met Sally dialogue with Mario as Carol Channing and Gilbert, <laughs> Gilbert as Hervé Villachez. It's a can't miss. And, and as far as the Adams Family is concerned, I like the Adams Family theme a lot better. Vic Mizzy. Excellent. Yeah. But they're both great, in my, in, in my opinion. And we love Al Lewis. Oh, yeah. We're just, there was nobody like him. I, I remember I when I would go to these Al Goldstein brunches, and they would have the strangest. I mean, <laughs> I don't but, associate the word brunch following yeah, the words yeah. Al Goldstein. Anybody for, else? For me to be disgusted by the people I was sitting with uh, says a lot. And but I remember uh, a couple of times I would be sitting next to Al Lewis. You know, Grandpa Munster, and and he was, a, he was a character and a half. That guy, much taller than you'd think. Oh, very yeah. tall, yeah. very tall guy, and um, he, for some reason, he accepted like a western style. Oh yeah, with the bolo tie. <laughs> yeah, and the, yeah, and the, and the and, cowboy hat. Yeah, that and, was the, weird. and like the snap closed shirts and he would have that smelly cigar and yeah i only met him once when he had the italian restaurant on bleecker street grandpa's, sure, grandpa's and i was in yeah. film school and i had a screenplay yeah. sitting on the table Which, he walked he walked over with a stogie in his mouth yeah. he said is that a script <laughs> i said yeah and he picked it up and he went like this overwritten <laughs> that's, great. that's my al lewis story should we go back to the phones quickly uh robert in new jersey are you with us 
Yes, I am. How are you, Frank and Gilbert? Thank you for holding on and waiting through Herbie no Villa's shows. Happy to li- happy to listen to the show. You're a sport. What do you got for us? So one of my favorite sleeper movies is The Idol Maker with Ray Sharkey. Oh yes, sure. So I have a two part question. We talked Gilbert, about that with Frankie any- Avalon. Yes. Do you have any memory of working with Ray Sharkey when he hosted Saturday Night Live? Ray Sharkey oh, hosted yes. Saturday Night Live. Yes. Remember Ray Sharkey from Wise Guy, the show Wise Guy with Ken Wall and the Idol Maker? He had a short career. Uh, Ray Sharkey, yeah. He was he was starting to get big. He was going to be the next uh, big guy. And uh, I know, I remember they did a, a takeoff on the Idol Maker. And, and I think the next question will probably be, can I sing the theme? (laughs) Was that your question, Robert? That was it. Can Gilbert (laughs) sing a song from the Idolmaker? Okay. Let me see if I remember just the first words of that. Oh, yes. Of course you do. Uh, Peter Gallagher sang this. (laughs) (laughs) Baby! Baby, I just want to take you where I'm going. Baby, baby, I just want to take you to the sky. I'll make you feel good, baby. I'll make you feel love, baby. I want to take you to the sky. Why, oh, why? <laughs> Beautiful. Why are we not close together? Tell me why did someone break your heart? <laughs> there's, there's about 40 people in this room. Beautiful. <laughs> and the only person in the room with her fingers in her ears yeah, is your wife. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> The, and, and I actually, I should have him on this show to sing a duet, because I sang a duet with him in real life. I saw him at a party, and I started singing that, and he sang along with it. <laughs> you, Rich, yeah. uh, Peter Gallagher. Peter Gallagher. Well, we should have him on yes. the show. Yes. We should ask him, see if he remembers that. You know, I have a story here, too, that I want you to tell quickly. This is fun. You should probably tell the Steve Lawrence story again, because it's the one, yes. the one you told on The View. Yeah, see, we're, we're always after, like, older celebrities. And we I really wanted Steve Lawrence. Still do. Yeah, Steve Lawrence and Edie Gourmet on this show. And, and, uh, well, Edie's so, going to be a long-distance call now. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Steve. And, and so, so I, I asked Dara to call uh, Steve Lawrence's manager, to get him on the show. And she said to me, oh, uh, yeah, I, I called Steve Lawrence past. And I thought, oh, that's so sad. I grew up watching him. And I, I mean, I, does he have any kids? Should we send flowers? And she goes, no, he just didn't want to do the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm fond of that one. Do we have uh, Bobby Slayton? Do we have uh, Will on the line? Will is with yeah. us. Hello. Will, let it rip. We're running out of time. Okay. Uh, I wanted to ask about Gilbert opening for Belinda Carlisle in the 80s. 
I heard there was some of a transcript for uh, it. That uh, yeah, that, that was one where <laughs> I was going to open for Belinda Carlisle. I think it was in Long Beach. And uh, the her manager said to me ahead of time, uh, like, uh, keep it clean. Which And I'm the person to hire if you want to hold some family fun. Uh, keep it clean because there's a lot of little girls and their mothers in the audience. And, and I tried for about a good five or six minutes to work clean and was bombing horribly. And then I basically went into every cunt joke I could think oh. of. Yeah. So. <laughs> there a transcript. That's the that's the Belinda Carlisle story. Yes, yes, and and they called me up that night. My agent called up and gave me the classic line of, "Well, I I just want you to know, everyone on the tour loves you. That's like showbiz for you've been fired once they start. It's like a girl telling you." Uh, I think you're a really great guy. <laughs> you know, that's when you know you're not getting late. Speaking of being fired, do you want to quickly tell the story about how you knew you were a goner at SNL? Uh, this was great. <laughs> <laughs> Joe knows this one. No, I, I was, uh, it's like they had already fired Gene Demanion, who was the producer. And uh, Dick Ebersole came in, and he said, I'm going to be making a few changes here and there. I want all of you to take a couple of days off. Come back, and I'll tell you what changes we'll make. And then each one, one by one, was waiting outside Dick Ebersole's dress, uh, his office. And while I was waiting, there was a table where they used to keep the fan letters. They would just dump them there. And I picked up a fan letter from a girl from, like, Idaho or something, and I open it up, and it says, Dear Gilbert, I'm so sorry about what happened. (laughs) (laughs) I love that one. Do we have Paul in New Jersey, our last caller? Hey. Hey, Paul. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, Gilbert was so funny with um, with Alan Thicke's wife on Celebrity Wife Swap. Any uh, funny stories that you relay? Alan Thicke's wife on Celebrity Wife Swap. Any stories besides the fact that she was absolutely horrified uh, by you? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I kept following her around uh, singing the Thick of the Night theme. <laughs> You know, which, when he sings it, it's... And she kept screaming at me, getting angry, saying, He doesn't sound like that. He does not sound like that. Stop it. That doesn't... And then we found on the Internet him singing a song from, like, in the middle of the disco aerobicize era, when, like, you know, like, everybody wanted the next Let's Get Physical. What is is the name of that thing? Hot and Sweaty? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sweaty and Hot. hot. Get it right. (laughs) Because Olivia Newton-John had Let's Get Physical, a monster hit, so it was followed by Diana Ross with uh, I Love Muscles. And uh, and then uh, Alan Thicke, in in what is like I think uh, the the biggest homosexuals 
out there watching this video would say this was too gay. <laughs> it's, it's Alan Thicke surrounded by these skinny boys all in tight, tight, tight uh, day-glow spandex. And, and Alan Thicke you all have singing, to look at the video. He sings, Sweetie in, that two and Lincoln, Sweetie in, come on, <laughs> baby, get Sweetie in. And, and she heard that and said, Oh, fuck, you, that is how he sings. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're about out of time. I think that's it for our callers. We're wrapping it up. One last question in the room. Anything? Because and then Gilbert and I are going to sing. Frank. <laughs> Frank Verderosa, folks, our nutmeg Hi. engineer. <laughs> Wonderful Frank. You've done a lot of singing tonight. <laughs> and we're in a room enclosed with glass. Yes. And I just want to know what this glass is made of that it hasn't shattered. And can I order some for the studio for future episodes? Anyone... <laughs> I believe I just he's, had he's dissing you, Gilbert. Yeah. <laughs> you wanna... Yo, yo. <laughs> See, I'm sounding black. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm telling the black guy in the audience. I, See, and the black guy's saying. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to go out on one of these theme songs? Oh. Figure it out. How about just... one of the theme songs, Gil? How about, uh, uh, how about Car 54, Where Are You? Okay. <clears throat> you know that one? Uh, Kind of. All right. <laughs> Who the fuck got this? <laughs> He's doing this out of the goodness of his own heart. Do you know chopsticks? For <laughs> and we want to thank Joe and plug Sid's Gold uh, Gold Request Room, Sid's Gold Room, which is a great place. Thank, thank you. Joe is, and also Losers Lounge right. down at right. Joe's Pub. Right. So thank you, Joe McGinty. What do you think? Uh, Just try to follow us. Uh, Town Without Pity. That's a good okay. One. When we stop to gaze upon a star People talk about how bad we are How can anything survive? How can we keep love alive When these little minds tear us in two? Oh, it isn't very pretty. What a town without pity can do. <laughs> Thank you all. Thank you all. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Ashley Bergoda is here. Thank you, Don. Thank you, Bobby Slayton, Eric Nagel. Frank Verderosa, Brendan Bliss, Gary Kranz, Barry Darty, Phil Silvers. Abe Vagoda is here. Ashley Vagoda. <laughs> Mr. Skin, Andrea. Yes. Jessica, John, thank you. I'll, I'll be jerking off to your website tonight, sir. <laughs> yes. Thank you all. <laughs>